Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. Let's look today in Romans chapter 5. We're going to begin reading in Romans chapter 5, verse 17. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. The Bible says, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. So the Bible says that by one man's offense, death reigned by one. He is referring to Adam. He is referring to the sin that Adam committed against God. When God gave Adam the dominion over the earth, God created the heavens and earth. Genesis chapter 1 says, teaches us how that God created the heavens and earth. It tells us that what God created was good. It tells us that God made man and gave him the dominion over the earth. The Bible also teaches us and tells us about how Satan came in and deceived Eve. And the Bible says through the deception, Adam committed the sin in which he turned over the dominion that he had to Satan. God had given him dominion, Adam. Adam turned that dominion over to Satan. And the Bible teaches us that through Abraham, whom God made a covenant with, through the Bible tells us, if you, if you study this out, I tell you, it's so important. I believe if you'll go back and listen to the things that I've been teaching on embracing the promises of God and to help build your faith, they're in concession to help grow and develop you. And I think it'll add to you and help you in this area. But let me just show you something concerning Abraham for a moment. The Bible tells us all the way from the time that God chose Abraham to come out of Ur and to walk with him, uh, he, God continued to at times minister to him, talk with him. And then we get to like Genesis 17 where God had made a covenant. God, Genesis 15 all the way up to Genesis 22. When you see Genesis 22, we find that Abraham, God had told Abraham to go sacrifice Isaac, his son, his only son. And because God had made a covenant with Abraham and, God, and Abraham understanding the terms of the covenant, that God had the right to call upon him to do such a thing. And Abraham believed God because he believed the promise that he had made to him. And the Bible says that so Abraham took up his son Isaac, his only son, up into the mountain. And the Bible says that there he built an altar. Abraham built an altar. His son asked him, he said, Father, we have the, the wood, we have everything here, but we don't have the lamb. We don't have the sacrifice. And Abraham told Isaac, he said, that's because, son, God is going to make for himself a sacrifice, a lamb. God's going to bring the sacrifice himself. God's going to make for himself a sacrifice. And let me just say this right now. This is what we understand when God made this covenant with Abraham. What God was doing was opening the door to bring Jesus into the earth. Through man, because God gave man the dominion over the earth. He, man, committed treason, turned that dominion over. But God is a God of his word. God does not lie. God's going to work through what he has promised, what he has said. He, there's no shadow of turning. He's not going to go back on what he has said. So he's working through man, even though man now doesn't have the dominion. God's working through Abraham. He found a man. 
who he could work with, whom would believe him. And this is what even the Bible tells us, that because Abraham believed God, he was accounted righteous. And because he obeyed God with Isaac, when he took Isaac into the mountain, when he reared that, that knife back to kill his own son, you know, I, it, it sounds like, well, why would God do something like that? Well, God needed to, for him to go to the point of this so he could bring Christ, Jesus, into the earth. So his word could come into the earth again as God intended it through man. And so God found a man by the name of Adam. And when, or, or, I mean, Abraham, when God saw Abraham and he was moving in through Abraham in this area, God was setting up the way to bring Jesus, his word, into the earth today. And God was building a people who would believe God and who would walk with him. And God also had prophesied many times about the coming Savior, about his word, about Jesus, that the government would be upon his shoulders, about who he would be and how he would be even be born. God was prophesying through men and women of old who would speak the word of God. And God had found this man, Abraham, in whom believed him and who would act upon him. And because, I want us to look in Genesis 22, verse 16, just for a moment, and look at what God said about Abraham. God says of Abraham, because he had done this thing, because Abraham done this thing, I'll tell you, that is so important. You see that? He says, and by myself I have sworn, saith the Lord, because thou hast done this thing. Speaking of raising that knife up over Isaac. He said, because you've done this thing and have not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, in multiplying I will multiply thee, thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gates of his enemies. And thy seed shall... All the nations of the earth be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voice. Because thou hast obeyed my voice. You see, when God saw that Abraham would do it, he accounted it as he had done it. So that he could bring in his own son, Christ, the very seed in which the promise was made to. I want you to see this. Look in Galatians chapter 3, verse 16. Galatians chapter 3, verse 16. You see, how are we going to reign in life through one Jesus Christ? We know that through one man's sin, death came upon all men. But through the obedience of one, so has now righteousness come in to us who receive that by faith according to the seed. We read that a while ago out of, out of uh, Romans chapter 5. Are you in Galatians 3.16? Look at what this says. I'll tell you, this is very powerful. Galatians chapter 3, verse 16 Bible says here in Galatians 3.16, it says, Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. And he said, Not, and to seeds as of many, but as of one, and thy seed, which is Christ. And this I say, that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ, the law, which is 430 years after, cannot disannul that it, shall, that it should make the promise of none effect. For if the inheritance, verse 18, be of the law, it is no more of a promise. But God gave it to Abraham by promise. Wherefore then serveth the law? 
It was added because of transgressions, till the seed should come to whom the promise was made, and it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator. Now, a mediator is not a mediator of one, but God is one. What it's saying is because, just like we read in Genesis 22, verse 16, he says, I, the Lord, I have sworn. And I'm going to, and the Bible tells us when God says something, he does it. It's going to come to pass. That he won't turn from it. We might walk away from it, but God had to, the Bible says God had to tempt or prove Abraham. God had to prove Abraham that he would do this. If you study that out, uh, starting from 17 to 22, you'll find out that God proved Abraham. He, he proved him that he would follow through with the covenant. You know, I think about Job in the Bible. And God even asked Satan, he said, what do you think of my servant Job? I, and I, that oftentimes would baffle me. Why, why he did that? Because I think he was looking at Job as making a covenant at that time. But there were certain things about what took place within the process of that. Now, God blessed Job. God turned his captivity and all of those things, and God blessed him. But God was looking for a man in whom he could bring this covenant through, that he could bring his seed in the lineage of that, that faith, of that man's act in obedience to the word of God, that he could bless and change humanity, that he could bring in the seed, the inheritance of what we have. In Galatians 3.16 says, It was not unto seeds as a many, but as of one unto thy seed, which is Christ. Now the Bible tells us that when we receive the word of God into our spirit, that we're not born again of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, which is the word of God. The word of God is the seed of God. The word of God is the seed of God. And the seed of Christ has been sown into your heart because you have heard the word. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How can they be saved unless they hear? Romans chapter 10 tells us these things. How can they be saved unless they hear? And if faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, the seed of God is the word of God. When God speaks the word, it has creative power. It, will, it can be conceived on the inside of us. Think about it like this. Look in Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. I love this story. We're talking about how to reign in life. We need to understand a few things about our dominion that we have because God, through Christ, has redeemed us from the curse. God has redeemed us through Christ, those who are his, those who have that seed of Christ in them by believing upon the word that God has spoken through the salvation that God has given to mankind through Jesus. Are you in Luke chapter 1? Look in verse 26. It says, And in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto the city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Just a little side note here. God dealt with Joseph as well. God, this angel, appeared to Joseph in a dream and, and spoke to Joseph, revealed uh, what, would, what would happen, and said that the child that uh, is going to be born of Mary, that it's going to be holy, and, and, and not to worry. And then uh, Joseph said, well, give me a sign. So the angel said, okay, be quiet. You're going to be, you won't be able to speak. And I think that is important because oftentimes people begin to say things against what God has said, and I think that was in the wisdom of God too, to have him, if you're going to talk like that, maybe you just need to be quiet for a while until this thing is conceived and brought forth. And I tell you, it's so powerful. But the Bible says here, speaking of this angel who appears to Mary, and it says in verse 28, And the angel 
came in unto her and said, Hell, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed thou art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled. And is saying and cast in her mind what, with what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said to her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. So he's talking to her. He's delivering the word of God to her. She's hearing the word of the Lord to her. And the Bible says she's listening to this. At first she's troubled in her mind with what she's hearing. Because she hasn't heard a lot of stuff like this. And she's wondering about that because of her age and experience and everything else. And she even brings that out to him in just a few minutes. And as the angel continually spoke to her about this child that would be born through her. And the Bible says in verse 34, Mary said unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel said to her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Look in verse 37. It says, For with God nothing shall be impossible. Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And Mary arose in those days, in 39, verse 39, and went into the hill country, with haste into the city of Judah. And she went to her cousin's house, Elizabeth. And I, now I want you to think about this. What evidence did Mary have at this moment that this was happening? Well, the Bible says she woke up early the next day. She got up early in the morning and left and went to Elizabeth's house because she believed the word that she heard. And when she believed the word she heard in the spirit for those words, that word of the Lord came to her. She believed on the word of the Lord as it is in truth. It is the word of God. When you hear the word of God preach, when you hear the word of God teach, it is the word of God coming to you. When you receive it, just like Mary received it, it became a physical manifestation according to that which was spoken. And the Bible says that that seed that was sown by the word of God into her came and began to manifest. It manifested in her. And it began to produce in her. But at that point, she didn't really have much evidence of that. Except that she had the faith. She had received it. And that word is in her. She had the evidence of that. That part was evident. And she went to Elizabeth. I tell you, that is so important today. Oftentimes, when the word of God comes to us, when we have prayer prayed over us, do we believe that when we ask that we're going to receive? Do we believe today? Do you believe today that when you, when you ask in prayer, when you believe and not doubt in your heart, you know, I think that's why Jesus taught his disciples and teaches us out of Mark 11, 23 and 24, that if whatever, whatsoever things you say, whosoever shall say to this mountain, Tell it to be cast into the sea, not doubt in your heart. But believe that those things which you saith will come to pass. You'll have whatsoever you saith. And he says, and he goes on, it tells us, so whenever you stand praying, believe. Mark 11, 23, 24. Whenever you stand praying, believe. I tell you, it's because whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them. You know what it says? You'll have them. Isn't that good news? 
I said, isn't that good news? There's a, there's a difference between praying and praying and believing. There's a difference between being prayed for and being prayed for because you understand the word of God according to why you're being prayed for. Because you know it will come to pass. Because it is the actions of faith according to the word of God. Abraham acted according to the word of God. God provided the lamb. The Bible even says there was a ram caught in a thicket. And he offered up that ram. But God took it as if he offered up Isaac. And was able to bring his own son. We see now how he brought that to pass. The same way he brings everything to pass. He speaks it before it, it happens. Let me say it like this. He'll speak it to you before you begin to see it. Before you begin to, because faith comes by hearing. And, and faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. It is not just how we feel about something and want something. It's about according to the thing in which God you know, according to the promise and the place and the position of the dominion that you have in Christ today. Because God said that through the seed of Christ which is in you that you are no longer under the dominion of the curse and of the gates of this world but the Bible says now according to Genesis 22 according to the promise he made to Abraham in in verse 16 he says right there in verse 17 he tells us in Genesis 22 17 he says this he says that your seed will receive or actually possess the gates of their enemies. You know, it's very unique because I think oftentimes we do not know what these gates are or what, what that means because of the day we live in. What does it mean to possess the gates of your enemies? You, you, back in the Bible days, back in those days and earlier times, there was castles and fortresses and, and the cities are always walled around and they had gates. And whoever possessed the gate possessed the city. Whoever possessed the gate possessed the city. And whoever had the dominion of the gate possessed it. Today, we have the dominion through the seed of Christ over all principality and power, over all might and dominion, and every name that is named because you've been given the name of Jesus. The name of Christ, the Christ, Christ the seed, you are the seed of Christ today. You have the promise of Abraham. We are joint heirs with Christ we are the promise that was made to Abraham is not only to the wasn't to his seeds alone, but it's to the seed of Christ. And we have become heirs. We have become in position of that dominion today. This is why it's so important that you guard the gate of your health, you guard the gate of your finances, you guard the gate of your business, you guard the gate of your mouth. The gate of your mouth is so important. Because whatever you believe in your heart, you're going to save you the mouth. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. And so it's so important today that we use our tongue to build the things in which God has said and take our place in Christ, taking that place of dominion. You know, the Bible even tells us, out of the book of Isaiah, it tells us, it says that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. That every word that's spoken against you in judgment, you will condemn. For it is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. It is part of what belongs to you. But you have to take that dominion. If you try to fight on their level, instead of taking your dominion in the spirit and in the natural, 
Whatever comes against you, you take that authority, you take that dominion in the spirit and in the natural. You you begin to see it happen in the natural. You begin to see things change. You begin to see things turn around. But you have to take that place. You have to take your place in Christ. You know, the Bible says in Ephesians, I love this passage of scripture in Ephesians chapter 2. I tell you, we need to get a hold of this today. There's a whole lot of study and word in this area here that you can study out and look at. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2, it says, We're in times past. You walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. That's Satan. The spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, those, those, that is those who do not bear the seed of Christ within them. If they're not born again, they do not bear the seed of Christ. Then the Bible says, without that seed, there is enmity between them and God. They are dead. The Bible says that Until the time that you are born again, the Bible teaches us that we are dead to the dominion and we are under the dominion of the power, the prince of the power of the air. That is in whom, that is in charge. But let me just say this, when a person is in Christ, even the Bible tells us in Colossians chapter 1, verses 12 through 14, it teaches us. It tells us that we have been redeemed and through that redemption, We've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. You are in the world, but you're not of the world. You carry a dominion that is greater than the seed of Satan that's in the children of disobedience that is at enmity with and without Christ in the world today. That is in the kingdom of the darkness. The kingdom of darkness may appear to be reigning and ruling at times, but God did not intend that the kingdom of darkness rule and reign. No, but because believers, oftentimes the church does not understand what they possessed in Christ and what God has actually done for them. We're not just barely getting by. Uh, we're not just trying to live this life until Jesus returns and, and, and you know, then one day you know, everything will be good. No, no, that's, that's bad religious doctrine without an understanding of knowledge based upon a, a, without, based upon the covenant of Jesus Christ that we have through the blood. But because we have the blood covenant with God and the promise of Abraham, promised because it was in the seed of Christ, the word that is being spoken, and when you receive that word, it will be conceived inside of you. You also can take dominion in the spirit. And this is why Jesus taught his disciples to pray the way he did. This is why the Bible says believers will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They shall cast out devils. They will speak in new tongues. I tell you, it's so important today. That we do the things that God says that we can do. That we, we operate according to the level of the covenant and the promises that God has made to us. This isn't a mental assent to something. This is something that has to be done in faith. You can mental assent to an idea, but if you don't believe it, if you don't have it in your heart, if it's not conceived according to his word, let it be unto me, then you're going to walk in a lesser level of that promise in which we have. And I think it's important as Christians today, all of us, we fall short at times in these areas. But we have to pick ourselves back up. We have to stand in this place. Because I believe even today, God still proves us. He's proving us where we're at. That doesn't mean that he's tempting us with sin, no. But the Bible says that the trial of your faith, speaking in the book of James, tells us that the trial of your faith, it worketh patience. Because you're going to understand that the thing that God has said to you, oftentimes God's going to get something through you, bigger to you than what is going on in your life right now. Maybe through the proving, God has something greater he's going to release through you and your seed, through you and your family today. 
And we have to see the promise and how God operates, what, how his ways are, and why they are the way they are. See, God is operating his dominion through man that he's given to us on this earth. So man is restored or redeemed back to the place of dominion. This is why the Bible says in Romans chapter 6, and it teaches us out of Romans 6. I love, I love what Romans 6 says. Romans 6 says this. Just reading here, praise God. It says that, verse 6 says, Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that you henceforth not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ... We believe that we shall also live with him, knowing this, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death had no more dominion over him. From that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, let not sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield your members unto instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield your Sells unto God as though that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. You see, what really is this talking about? Is this talking about not doing bad things, not doing things? That has nothing to do with it. When you begin to do what Adam did and take your seat from heavenly places where God has set you, according to Ephesians chapter 2. The Bible says that you've been, because when God raised Christ from the dead, that he seated him in heavenly places. And there he set you in Christ. When you begin to take and operate according to the course of this world, you, let your, you, let, you, you take your position off the seat and you begin to try to operate in the seat of this realm according to the flesh. What you're doing is you're yielding the dominion and becoming the servant of the prince of the power of the air. You're becoming now back under that place. But let me just say this. As a person who is born again in Christ, a person that has the seed of Christ and the blessing of God, of Abraham, that you've been delivered out of the power of that sin and dominion. Listen, you, you have that ability. You have the power. You have the authority and the spirit. To walk in the place that the seed of Christ has given to you. And the Bible says that you're no longer under, under these beggarly elements of this world. But you've been seated together in heavenly places in Christ. Far above those things. Far above those areas. So this is why it's more important than just not doing bad things or anything. It's about taking your place to, to possess the gates. To own the areas in which God has given you the dominion. To take your authority, it comes in, but, but let me just say this, this dominion comes from the faith in what God has done in Christ for you, in you. When you were born again, Jesus said, when he told a man by the name of Nicodemus in John chapter 3, when this man who was a ruler, who, who also uh, understood the covenant and understood the word that he had, but he saw Jesus, he knew something was much different about his authority than what he had had. What he understood, he had a religious authority, which is no authority. But what Jesus had was a greater authority, and he could see that. He could recognize it. He heard it. The Bible says they did not understand how that they even thought Jesus had a devil because he had authority over devils. 
They thought that they wondered why he preached and talked the way he did because he didn't talk like everybody else talked. He talked with one who had authority, the Bible says. When Jesus would preach and teach, he had one, he talked like he had authority. See, that's how a believer should talk. And the areas of life and the things that goes on in your life. Because you have the authority. You're no longer in the dominion of this, of this world. But you're under and in under grace. And you are, have dominion and authority and power. You've been seated in that place by God. Because of this seed of Christ. And you have a covenant with him according to the promise of Abraham. And I love what it says here about just part of that promise in Romans chapter 4 verse 13. Romans 4 13. It says, for the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. When you hear the word of God and faith is coming to you, which is the creative power of the seed of God that works not only to bring you into this kingdom, but to seat you in heavenly places, it also gives you the authority to call those things that be not as though they were according to the promise that was made unto you. And you can take your place in Christ and walk in that dominion and walk in that authority and you'll begin to see that begin to manifest in the natural just like it did for Abraham. Look in Romans 4.17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. What has been written about you? What has been spoken to you? Glory to God. The Bible says you become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are no longer in the dominion of sin that controls this world because that's the seed that Satan sowed. Sin is a transgression. Adam in the transgression committed treason, submitted the dominion. God has now given you back the dominion in Christ, set you free from that which is working in the world today. Glory to God. And the promises made unto him that was made to Abraham is made unto you the promise that is in the seed that you have you become an heir of God you are no longer been born just of this birth that came from Adam no because the Bible says that you reign in life through one Jesus Christ and here we see that as it is written what has God said what is God speaking to you by his stripes you are healed today glory to God before him speaking of Abraham he believed God who quickens the dead and calls those things that be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Oh, glory to God. According to that which is spoken, so shall thy seed be. According to that which is spoken. Come on, think about it. It was spoken to Mary. The seed was conceived, and she brought forth a son, Emmanuel. Jesus Christ, the Christ, the Bible says Christ in you is the hope of glory. The Bible says that we are being changed into that image from faith to faith and glory to glory. Come on by the spirit of the Lord and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Glory to God. There is life forevermore. There is joy. There is peace. There is righteousness. There's authority and dominion in the spirit. Glory to God. I tell you, as Christians today, we don't need to be all up under the circumstances, but we need to take our place in Christ, reigning and ruling. I believe today, even in the natural, many women should take their place in these areas, uh, in business, in in other places, uh, uh, in, in the world today, taking the gates that are there, taking the gates into our family life, in our personal life. 
walking in the place that God has called us, having the dominion in the spirit. The Bible tells us that these things belong to us, that we can possess the gates of our enemies. The Bible says, and being not weak in faith, verse 19, being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was also able to perform. And therefore is imputed unto him for righteousness. But it's not written for his sake alone that it was imputed unto him. But for us also, to whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. Who is delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Verse 1, chapter 5, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. I'll tell you, it's so important today that when God has given you a promise, when God has spoken to you, and you have received the word the seed of God, the truth in Christ, the truth in you of what God has done in you, what he has done through his seed, what he has promised to you, we can take our place. We can have these things. The Bible says that we can pray, we can stand, we can believe, we can begin to see things change. And I want you today, take time to pray over your family. Take time to pray over your region, over your church. If you're not connected to a good church, Teaches the word of God. You desire to grow in faith, come to Pursuit Church. You desire to fellowship with believers who want to grow in God, who wants to uh, have faith in God and live that kind of life, invite you to come. But let me just say this. The word of God will challenge you to change, to grow, to not be complacent, not be content just with what you have, but contentment can be the coupling link to God's and divine success in life today. Right now, why don't you take a moment and just pray with me? Because I believe today, if you're discontented in areas of life, if you have things going on in your life right now that has brought you to a place, maybe even of desperation, maybe today there's somebody out there right now, you're feeling very alone, very desperate. Maybe right now you're hearing this word and you feel like, Everything is weighted upon you. That life has just brought you down. And you see no hope for no future. God has a future for you. God has a plan in your life. It doesn't just happen. No, it is walked out by faith. Walked out according to the word that God reveals and speaks to you. The Bible says that the word of God is a lamp to our feet and a light to our pathway. It is how we live. We live, the Bible says, man lives, Jesus said it, by the word of God. By the word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The Bible tells us that the just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. We walk on the level of the word that God reveals and shows and what we have been given in our daily life. Everywhere that we go, we have our confidence and our hope in the word of God. When you do, 
That's when you begin to see God move. That's when you begin to see these things manifest. That's when you begin to see the things that God has said. Doesn't mean that it's not going to come without tribulation. If you keep reading out of Romans 5, it tells you that there's going to be things that's going to take place. Because this realm of darkness, you're walking in the light. And when light starts moving, it begins to expel the darkness. It begins to move it out of the way, but we have to possess it. We have to possess the gates. We have to move forward in faith. And you begin to see God's grace, His blessing overtake you in the way. Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, Go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages. 